0: Welcome, guys. Welcome to the Brand Identity Design Business Podcast. I am your host, Jason, and I am a graphic designer myself, similar to Pick, but less experienced. I would say that Pick has around 20 oh, years of experience. That. Come on, Pick, you've been doing this thing for a really long time. I'm just a beginner in this design space but uh, i've been doing this podcast thing i think i started podcasting uh in 2022 january i think i finished around 2 years it has been such an amazing experience i have interviewed congratulations around... thank you big yes. i i think i have wow. 100 plus interviews 120 plus interviews so far uh, created around 8000 minutes of content related to entrepreneurship or business whatever you like to call it and uh, i'm thrilled I'm, I'm really happy you know what pick actually i mm-hmm. think this Feb, uh, I think they are going to be announcing the winner. I recently applied for an award called as the India Audit uh, Audio Summit Award for Podcasting. So, yeah. so, if I get recognized, I would be one of the most famous talk show hosts uh, in business. In India. <laughs> in India. I think that's going to be super cool. So, Okay. Oh, wish me luck, guys. You know, wish me luck. Wish yes. me luck. I think I think if I do it, yeah. if I crush it, it's going to be amazing. So anyways, you know, I I know why you guys are here. So we are not going to be bullshitting around the block. Let's get get into our conversation. So today's topic is going to be about empowering women by bridging the investment gap through brand design with PIC. Okay, and PIC would share insights, strategies uh, to uplift women-led ventures, discover challenges faced by women entrepreneurs in securing investment, Learn how to, uh, you know, innovatively use brand design by, you know, in order to close the investment gap. So we're going to have a lot of interesting conversation related to this topic. Now, just in case if you're wondering who Pick is, she's the founder of a very cool design agency called Design Angel. Based out in LA, it's a branding agency uh, who specializes specifically on femtech and women in health and wellness industry. She has over 20 years of experience in graphic design. Uh, she has spoken in many outlets. She's also, uh, a, you know, one of the speakers from the future. Uh, team as well. I've seen her doing a lot of shows with the one and only Christo. Shout out to Mr. Christo. Thank you so much for your contribution (laughs) to the design community. And uh, she has also been featured. uh, she She has spoken at accelerators such as Femtech Lab, The Matters, and her work has been featured in Communication Hearts, How Magazine, Graphic Design USA, and you would not believe this, guys. Additionally, a leading European design blog recognized Pick as one of the top 20 iconic graphic designers to ever learn from. She is so damn cool. And her website, you surely need to check it because it's amazing. It has insights so much that women entrepreneurs can really, really benefit from. So thank you so much. Let's have some virtual noise. Guys, welcome Pick to my podcast. Thank you
1: wow what an honor
0: <laughs> oh
1: my goodness
0: <laughs> so lovely to have you pick i hope that intro served justice i hope i, I did a good job
1: <laughs> oh it's almost too girls like oh my god that's not me
0: <laughs> <laughs> i want so, to give uh, a few shout out to so some much. of my good friends down in the listening lounge uh, especially heather uh, she's been a strong supporter of my podcast love you heather thank you so much for consistently hearing us out And she has been one of those individuals who have been recommending a lot of guests uh, to my podcast. So thank you so much, Heather. I see Angelica down in the audience. She's also been an amazing supporter. Uh, You know, love you both. Thank you so much for consistently being here, uh, you know, and helping me out, you know. So thank you. So anyways, you know, let's deep dive into this topic. So... My yeah. question, and I had a lot of thought, I, I initially phrased the question uh, you know, like a dumbass, uh, but then I later on tweaked it. So I, I want to ask you, what are your thoughts about some of the disparity when it comes to VC funding? And uh, where women founders uh, only get a small fraction of the investment compared to other male counterparts, right? Why do you think yes. this is the case, first of all? And what would you suggest uh, to such women entrepreneurs? How can they navigate these challenges, uh, this inequality, which is happening in this investment landscape?
1: Yes. So I didn't know about this before until I actually came into this space in Femtech. And basic because this is a topic that's constantly got talked about. And even when I talked to early stage startup uh, female founders, I said, what's your challenge? Everybody, first thing they say, is funding, is funding, is funding. Um, so it's funding, it's funding. So just some statistic. It's really shocking because even, um, I think the latest one, 22, uh, the study, uh, among all the VC, venture capital funding, right, um, women less style only got 2% of it. Uh, I think there's some other study, never gone beyond 3%. So it's very low because it's not like, female-led startup is like only 2% uh, among all startups. It's close to 50%. So we only get 2%. And then not just that, when female founders get funding, on average, they actually get less than half of their male counterpart would get. So even if we get the funding, we get less. And that actually make me very angry. It's like, how's that? Because I also have seen studies, they said actually women's startup, women's run companies are actually much more efficient. They are actually better companies. They said like they generate about ten percent more uh, revenue over the five years period compared to a male run startups. So, and basically, we worth like female founders uh, startups worth in being invested in, but for some reason. People don't invest in them. I'm like, why? (laughs) And I think I've been hanging here whenever uh, there are talks, topics about this, I I listen. And really, at the end of the day, it's just like Femtech. The the industry we are in is the gender bias. Um, This gender bias doesn't matter as man or male investor or female investor. We all actually generally have this gender bias, thinking women are not. A good leader, um, most of the time, they look at female st- startup founders. Will be they look more into what will happen if you fail? Versus for men, they usually look into positive sides. Like okay, well, what would you do if you succeed? Succeed. So, I think it's really gender bias, and I think I myself I can. When I read that, I also feel the same i myself i don't i hate to admit it but yes i even i myself had this bias and so the next thing is what should we do like what can i do i'm just a graphic designer but i'm really passionate about this space i want to be like changing help changing this kind of this situation and i I realized actually branding can 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 change it branding and design because gender bias is a perception uh, it's all our wrong perception about how women can run a business or start something incredible so it, and branding and design is doing exactly the same thing we're just helping to change certain perception or form certain perception among people right so i i realized okay I think I can be contribute some somewhere in this this space. Um, and this is something that doesn't need a lot of money to get started. You don't even need to hire expertise to help you. And so I think that last year I have been talking to so many people and really helped me solidify this idea and kind of become my mission. I wanna help more people. just Get more understand more about what branding really is branding and design and how this can really help them uh change the process of themselves the company and also attract customer and build a successful startup
0: yeah I, I i think your answer makes absolute sense it makes perfect <laughs> sense i think this gender bias really sucks you know what pick i have interviewed uh, a good proportion of women on my show in fact majority mm-hmm. are women and i think women are one of the smartest entrepreneurs who are out there i'm not trying to gaslight but i genuinely feel women really give their 100% okay they don't uh, they don't come with unrealistic goals first of all Okay, they are very practical. Mm -hmm. Okay, and Kevin O'Leary, I won't really uh, quote Kevin O'Leary, he's a very famous entrepreneur, you know, the guy from Shark Tank. Uh, He says that, you know, he finds women-owned businesses to be much more profitable and investment-worthy because... yes. It is actually, you know, because they are practically Mm -hmm. Yes, there was
1: another call. Yes, I read that other code too. Yes.
0: (laughs) You get what I'm trying to say, right? So I I think, you know, (laughs) we have to come out of this gender bias thing. And I think it's about time that we should give everyone an equal opportunity. Let's let's talk about design. I'm a big fan of branding. Mm -hmm. So 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 pick, you know, let's actually get into that conversation. How do you think brand design would play a role that can empower women economically and help them succeed?
1: Yeah, as I said, right, it's all majority of it is the bias and it's the perception that women are not good enough or whatever women invest, the kind of solution is not needed, is too niche. Um, so, so what I see is if it's this perception and branding design can help create a perception, we should utilize this as a tool. Because also in the startup community, um, a lot of the times, even Y Combinator, they emphasize on figuring out your product market fit, your mark, your product has to have the need, and blah, blah, blah. And I think all of us, like uh, people, start our founders, understand this, and they are very good at making sure that whatever their product solves the problem. And I think in order to change the perception or give yourself a leg up, it's really using branding and design to to get your leg up, especially for women. So that when you come out, because unless your product has, is really the only one and is is a hundred percent new innovation, I think you still need you need branding and design to to help you express. And communicate why you're different. Because if you're not different, nobody's going to remember you, or you can attract customers, and that means nobody's going to invest in you. I think that's 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 how I see branding design play a role. It's really a for me, it's kind of a a secret tricks that can give you a leg up um, when you first start out. Because most people think it's only for big business. When you have the funding, then you go do branding and 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 spend money on design. And I see it differently. I think we as uh, as w- especially women startup funders, they should really focus more on on branding um, to because also branding takes time to build. Um, and so yeah, that, that's my view.
0: <laughs> I, I totally agree with you. I think branding plays a very pivotal role uh, in creating that perception. It helps you to really stand mm-hmm. out. Now, people who are listening, yes. all those women entrepreneurs who are listening, who kind of really, you know, they, you know, they they accumulate their savings every dime they can, and they start up a company because starting a business also requires some sort of investment which you have to put in, right? So for those individuals mm-hmm. who are not really financially in a position to put money in branding, okay, what would you tell them? Should they wait? Uh, should they find maybe cheaper options? What would you suggest to such entrepreneurs? Just beginning and really trying to make it, maybe they're doing two jobs and still trying to yeah. barely make it. What would be your advice to those individuals?
1: The first thing I always tell founders, they even they don't have a product yet. Um, the first thing is figure out, why are you doing this? Why do you want to do this? Why do you want to build a certain product? and help certain kind of people. I think understanding your why is very important. It's just like a human, if you understand your life purpose, everything's will be clearer. And uh, that will be something you don't need money. You just need you yourself spending time to think about why are you in business or why do you want to be in business and c- find that story. You Most of the time, what I hear is that they, founders, they themselves experience certain difficulties, certain char- certain challenge and they find no solution, and they, so they come out and want to create it. And, and most of the time, especially for women, they want to create something because they don't want other people to suffer what they have suffered. I think that's the beautiful mother instinct. And those are stories that really resonate with people. And it's just stories. You don't need an expert to figure that out. You just need to sit down quietly, intentionally think about why you're doing this and what's the story. And the first thing you can do is just to tell this story to others. And slowly, I think when you start telling story, people will start coming in. You can connect with people. And I think for some people, some founders, they come to me, they they don't even know exactly what they want to build. And that exactly the kind of experience to help them even build a product that people would want. So yeah, if you have nothing, no money, even no idea what product is, think about your purpose and that origin story, I think many people would say, and tell it to people.
0: <laughs> that makes that makes absolute sense. I, I'm with you 100%. So uh, do yeah. you think, is this similar to... I think I recently uh, saw one of your posts where you speak about brand magic. Is this something mm-hmm. related to that? The So f- why did you start your business? And I think you had mentioned, why did you build this product or service? And then I think you asked a few uh-huh. other questions, like, you know, who doubted you along the way? What challenges you had to overcome? Stuff like that. Is that something related to it?
1: Something like that. Yeah, The are set of questions, actually. We, I usually ask, but... For you, you want to do it, if any of you want to start thinking about it, um, I think the most important thing you need to think about is why you start what you do, right? Beyond making money. What if this never make money? Why are you doing this, right? Um, another question you can ask is, um, in 10 years or 20 years, if everything goes well, right? You, you saw there, there are tons of customer and you get funding you build a global empire what does that mean to you what do you want to do then if anything's go well what 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 do you want to do i think that also and then another question i think some people would think the other way is um let's say 20 years later your company die or you die what kind of legacy you want to uh, leave behind what kind of things you want people to talk about to tell others about you about your company what you do and this kind of question can help trigger <laughs> your <laughs> and realize your brand purpose <laughs> yep
0: absolutely absolutely let's reflect back on your journey also uh Pick, okay? uh-huh. i i remember yep. Uh, I think 2013 used to have uh, uh, again an agency which was under your name and then later on you rebranded it to Design Angel at this moment. So yes. was that also because of that knowledge which you acquired that you realized how important branding played and that's how you restarted this whole thing renamed the whole thing or was there something else I'm not really sure what was the reason why you switched?
1: Oh why wow, I changed my business name. Um I guess that actually contributes to why I focus so much on when people start branding, you need to understand your purpose, right? Your your brand purpose, why you do what you do. Because when I first started my agency, not agency, it's DDO, I can even say, I did not think about my purpose. I just want to do design because that's what I love to do, pay my bills and see what happened. I thought I would be happy. Uh, but then a few years in, I got some good clients, paid the bills, things are doing well, and I realized I'm not happy with with the kind of space I am I am in. So I want more. And 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 slowly I realized I had no uh, intention, I wasn't intentional about running my own business, building my own brand. So at that point, even I knew it paints be well now. I want to grow it. I uh, so what did I do? I want to do more marketing. I, I realized I hated it. <laughs> I hated doing marketing. I hate writing content. I hate <laughs> writing blog posts. I, why am I doing this? And and because I had no clear purpose, I never got myself to do it. Got pushed myself to do those hard things. Um, but when and, and the clients keep me busy. They kept me very busy. So I'm like, ah, forget it. I am busy enough. Things are all good. I, I don't need to do this. Until pandemic hit 2020, um, within that one month, uh, U.S. shut down, I lost 50% of my business. Like 50% of my clients ran away, <laughs> disappeared. <laughs> and I could be panicked at that time. But I thought, you know, at that point, I was almost like I wasn't very happy at what I was doing. So I say, well, I don't have money now. I can go anywhere. All I have is time. Let's spend this year, figure out what I want to do. And by the end of 2020, I discover Femtech and I kind of, okay, this is what I want to do. I I also experienced how happy it is to find your purpose. I guess, in life or in business. Um, And so 2021, that's when I officially changed my name because I want a new start of everything. I changed my business name. I changed what I offer. And I slowly kind of even changing out my clientele. That's the story.
0: (laughs) Okay, wow wow I'm, I'm so glad yeah. you did this I'm, I'm really glad that you pivoted away pivoted yeah. away found your niche do you think yes. if, if such a situation arises again in the long run okay maybe another pandemic mm-hmm. or something hits you know unexpected do you think yeah. you would have to pivot again or uh, the vision which you have the purpose which you have right now is so strong that you would be able to navigate those challenges
1: I can predict the future, right? And it seems like I pivot a lot in my life, <laughs> so I wouldn't say for sure no. But I am very happy where I am. I I think even if it's not FemTech, not branding, it will be something related to helping women somehow. Um, and and I think that wouldn't change. I get like a small pivot. I would say, uh, yeah. And, and that's life, I think. And even in business, even with my clients, I will tell them, even now, your purpose, you're not sure. But that's why I want them to think big picture so that they can narrow it down. And one day you pivot, you might just turn a little two degrees turn instead of 180 degrees turn. Right? Um, and I think for that, I'm quite sure, I think. In my future, it will be something related to women uh and something related to design and branding that's i'm pretty sure we'll stay in this lane
0: (laughs) (laughs) and and see you know guys you know if you're listening you know you know right, you know the unpredictable part of business is what makes it so exciting because as entrepreneurs one of our cool skill i think you know pick i I i'm sure you would also agree with me is that our problem-solving skills Uh, on like next level you know so you know whatever (laughs) happens i i think you know i think you would be able to figure out a way i would be able to figure out a way and people who are listening i'm sure you would also figure out a way all right all right okay so i want to actually get into this question about this fundable brand okay now this is something which i have specifically seen on your website i've not actually seen many people using this I know a fundable brand based on some of the answers which you gave me that branding is a very cohesive part of this thing to make it work. What are other some key characteristics or attributes do you think we require to make a brand more fundable?
1: Mm, Okay. So fundable brand, if I I kind of just plainly explain is basically, right, a brand that people want to invest in, right? And, I mean, people, meaning investors, of course, but also customers, customer buy from you and refer you, those are their investment. And employees and partners, I think those are even more important, Um, right? People that are willing to to waste, not waste, spend their time, most of the time working for you, build out their company, right? So those are the people we need to uh, watch for and take care of, I think. And that's a fundable brand for me. And the characteristic really just is the three key in the ingredients that kind of build this brand, uh, that, that fundable brand, which is the soul. You can look at it as a person because I realized building a company is almost like creating a person. So the three ingredients basically is the soul, right? You need to understand, know, Uh, you also as a person also as a company you need to understand why is it here what is it doing here Uh, that purpose right and also this the next thing is the style the brand style meaning well now you know who you are what kind of people you want to be and what kind of company you want to build and what kind of people, like friends, you can say friends or customer you want to attract, those are the soul, now you know, then how are you going to show up so that you can make those, make friends with those people, right, it can, it can be customers, it can be investors, it can be employees or partners, right, how do you make friends, that's when it comes to the style, so most people will think of it as brand identity, so logo, color, fonts, even the tone of voice, that's how you show up, I consider that a style, and go outward a bit and then the last ingredient will be the spine spine in general meaning your action but spine usually if you have spine usually the action you do align with your soul and style so I then the last ingredient is really whatever you do the touch point some people always say that a brand does or you can say marketing that you do all aligns with your style, how you show up, and your soul, your brand soul, what you are here for. And and that three ingredients, if you're consistently doing this, showing up this way, uh, your brand will become fundable.
0: <laughs> that is very interesting. So you need to have some style. So you have to be really cool yeah. visually. and You need to have some spine. S P I and 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 be always on these touch points which you have created. And I like what you said. You know, a fundable brand is not just about getting investment. Uh, it's about finding the right customers, employees, partners. Mm-hmm. All of them should have the same vision as you. You know, let's build this business. Let's make it grow. That is so cool. That's so exactly. that's really awesome. So so, pick. You know, I have this question. You know, which is boiling while you were highlighting all these things. Now, if you think Mm -hmm. about the rise of social media and influencer culture, which is out there, do you think Mm -hmm. brand design or becoming fundable with great design has become more about uh, an image rather than a perception of the actual quality of uh, the product or service? I wanted to just get your perspective. What do you think on this?
1: Mm, Okay. So there's certain things are given, right? If... Your product is not good. That means your soul is rotten. <laughs> I don't think you can become a good person. You can pretend it to be, but you will never become the 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 the, the person that you can say the good person. So I think the given is that your product has to be good. Your intention has to be good. Um, if you are not, you just want you just want to come in to make money. You can also do that, but it will not be my kind of people. (laughs) That's what I would say. Yeah.
0: Oh. Okay, could you expand on that? What do you mean intention? See, most people who get into business, they want to have that financial freedom, right? Let's let's be practically Mm -hmm. real. We want to have that financial freedom. We want to do things the way we like. We want to give our family Mm -hmm. time. We want to give ourselves time. And that's one of the reasons why we want to get into business. And plus, you know, it also helps us to harness and acquire a lot of skill set over the course of time, right? So when you say the intention has to be good, I don't see anything wrong with the intention of making money. What do you mean the intention has to be? Could you expand on that? What are the other elements Uh to this?
1: Okay. I mean, beyond making money, what your intention? Because um, even for me, I see it in running my own business. When my first intention was just doing what I love, which is design, and make some money, which is good. Right, I achieved two things. these two things, and I wasn't happy because I, I knew I wasn't making the impact, and I wasn't fulfilling my soul, part of my soul, and and so that's I re- re- realized. In order to be a sustainable, a business that can continue to grow, and people would love, um you need to have, think about beyond making money, what else? What else? Why are you here? Um, and I think that that's what I meant, like the intention. Uh, because if I kept running what I've been running, it's just a agency that make money and do good design. I think when I passed away, probably the design firm is gone. No one's want to continue bring this to another level and do something else with it. And I also see my agency will be very easily replaceable and which has been, that's why when pandemic came, right, 50% of my business was gone. I'm pretty sure some clients saw that, okay, they need to uh, suspend their funding. And then after it's done, it's like, maybe we should find some cheaper option. And I was replaced. Um, So, but when... Now I build my brand intentionally with purpose. Um, I see the difference. Not only I'm much more fulfilled myself, um, I will do the things that I hate doing. Actually, showing up on social media is not something that comes natural to me. But because I knew I want more women founders to hear hear about this, to learn about this, um, to help them, I... I'm willing to to get up and do the hard things, and I feel fulfilled, because I, I challenge myself, and I met, I connect with those people who actually thinks like me, and in my job, I am also much more fulfilled. And even my designer, actually, one of my designers who I love, I adore so much, she told me actually, she said I applied to your position because I saw your LinkedIn profile and I love what I what you do. And so I can see that if your business have a purpose beyond just making money, your impact will be so much bigger. You can affect so many people and you will be a happier person. Just, that
0: makes I absolute, absolute sense. Vic, that makes a lot of ah. sense. Do, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, if you think about it, this is super cool, Right. Uh, like what is that driving factor which helps you to get up every day get into your business and make it work beyond the objective of making money such a lovely question and and it can really make you think i want to actually address the story side of things you know because a lot of people can be inspired to get up and get into this have that drive or purpose maybe with the simplest of things maybe i have a Uh, a grandparent who is not really keeping well and I want to do something you know to ensure the medications are in place maybe I'm doing it for my children's maybe for my son my daughter maybe just for my mom whatever so when these individuals because when we speak about story such stories may or may not be very compelling enough For the people who get connected to, do you think that can be a problem? Does your story have to be compelling enough to drive people to be a part of your brand? If you get what I'm trying to ask you, what if it was just something very simple? Do you think that really affects things?
1: Yes, it does. If I say my purpose here is to feed my children, right? Uh, I'm sure that people out there can resonate with this. And probably I will tell I will tell them a story why I do why I think this is important. I think that's the next thing, right? Is because maybe I'm growing up poor and I can I, I can't even see my children suffer what I did. That's why this is what I do. And expand into okay, if I want to treat feed my children, I will also want to feed other children. Right, you can expand from your personal, very personal purpose. Expand to help other people. That's when you resonate with others. So it doesn't matter, even things that can be very you seem small. Um, it can always expand to helping others because we all share similar stories in in general. Oh, so so I'm, what you're right? saying,
0: Peg? Okay, just just to ensure that we both are on the right page, it's not mm-hmm. about actually misleading people to believe that you would end up doing it. But I think that's a nice addition to your goal, right? It's not just about you feeding your family or your children's, but you will make it a point that others also are able to do this and you want to be a contributor to it. So it's not like misleading, right? Am I getting it right? Because I think that's what you're yeah, trying yeah, to yeah, say. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, kind of like that. I think you said misleading. No, but I think I think I myself experienced it just just feeding my own family making enough money it's not enough to fulfill somebody someone i think for, if you one day make a million a day you can feed everybody your entire family but doesn't mean you'll be happy unless you have a purpose beyond yourself i think i've read books
0: uh-huh. and
1: talk about we human need a purpose beyond just ourselves
0: absolutely absolutely and,
1: and that's right i think i think that's also human nature Yeah. And so here, I just want to help company to think bigger. Not only when you think bigger, you can become bigger. You actually much more fulfilled in terms of your own personal growth and also other people who come here help you too. I think it just build build a better world.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. And and the reason, you know, I just want to ensure that Uh, You're not misunderstanding me. okay? When I say misleading, (laughs) it in a sense, because see, when I said that, you know, I I just want to feed my children, look after my family. And that's why that's my Mm -hmm. purpose or my drive to get into business. Uh, But what you're saying is that, you know, that would not resonate well with a lot of people. It needs to have a little more flavor. And when you add flavor, you can make your purpose a little more beyond your family. So that it actually speaks to the other people who are outside, uh, you know, your narrative, and they also see a larger vision. Am I right? Am I getting that right? That's where it's yes, right,
1: yes, right? yes. That that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. All right. So, guys, you know, if you're listening to this conversation, you know, I hope you guys are enjoying. So I'd like you to do a few things, okay? Send in the heart emoji thanking pig so far because I think she's really throwing some bombs, helping us to understand how this femtech world is working, how entrepreneurship is working. If you're not away, if you're away from your phone, I, you know, I totally understand. But if you're close by, throw in some emojis. You will see the emoji button, the react button, right next to your screens. And not only that, if you click any of our profiles, you should be able to... Follow us uh, and some of the things which we do. I would highly encourage you to follow Pick And if you do get the opportunity, do follow me as well. I throw some really cool content about entrepreneurship and podcasting uh, through my podcast. So I think you guys would really enjoy it. I want to say, uh, you know, hi to Wade, whom you see has raised his hand. Wade, we have not started QA yet. I would recommend you to be patient. But Wade is a super strong supporter for my show. Uh, Thank you so much for being here. And another friend of mine whom you see down in the audience, her name is Leslie. She's also been a very strong supporter for my show. Thank you so much for being here. Let's actually deep dive a little further. Now, in your experience, pick because I've seen that you have worked with a lot of individuals, what are some pitfalls or mistakes such entrepreneurs or businesses make when they try to position their brand as fundable?
1: Mm, Okay. So a couple of things. I think that's all comes down to the three ingredients I talk about, the soul style spy. Usually, most people, they do one or two, and they're missing the one. So number one I've seen quite a bit is they have no style. I guess they, they know what they are here for. They do marketing, but then they're not consistent in terms of how they show up. Sometimes on social media, oh, this is cool. Then they show, they they have certain design, and then, then they go to a website, another thing's cooler, and then they do something else, and even the tone of voice is different. So what happened is that, well, you go to social media, people recognize you, but then when they go to a website, they don't recognize you. So that means there's no brand recognition. Or when they go to the, an, another place, maybe go to in-person event, you have a trade show, uh, you show us something else in terms of style, and they just can't recognize you. If they don't recognize you, how can they trust you? They don't even know you're from the same company. So that's, I think, one of the major uh, problems. And I, I guess a lot of clients come in for a uh, need help firm. So that's number one. And then another se- second problem I see a lot is no spine. So they they know they have some kind of brand strategy, know why they're here, their audience. They have some form of brand identity, uh, tone of voice, and, Uh, But then when it comes to marketing, uh, I would say they're schizophrenic. So they throw out all the things that they have, what they believe in, or their design style, and then they just go market like their competitors. So they don't think about spy, meaning aligning all this together. Or the, yeah, that's, I think that's most common. So I have clients come in and say, okay, we have brand identity. We have brand strategy. We're all set, but we don't know what to do. How do we market ourselves? Um, I think those, your brand strategy to inform should inform how you market yourself rather than just copying people. Okay, people do social media, like company, uh, other uh, competitors does that, and we're going to do the same. And so I think that's also uh, I see a lot is that they just do copycat without going back, referring back to who they are and how they show up. From there, think about some creative idea to market themselves. So that's, that's another problem I see quite a bit. And then the last one I see is, uh sometimes, I think from, because a lot of my clients do understand what brand purpose is. So the last problem is they may have brand identity. They are really good at marketing. They think they get everything right, but actually they have no brand loyalty because there's no soul in the brand. Um, they don't care. They, they don't really, or maybe they do care, but they don't tell people that this is what they care about right? So all they sell is the features, discount, good product. And so what happened is they have to constantly spend money on marketing or most of the time even is ads. Once they stop buying ads, revenue, the sale stops because there's no loyalty. People actually don't recognize your brand. They just say, okay, when, you, when you're when in my face, I, oh, I know I need it, I buy it. Uh, there's no deeper relationship between the customer and the brand. And that's another problem. I think I see less often, but I have seen uh, other companies suffer from this, no soul. So that's usually the top That's
0: That's problem. lovely. I'm, I'm glad you expanded on the no style, no spine, no soul. <laughs> 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 I think this is super cool. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. So now, you know, I'm getting really pumped up because, you know, so let's say, uh, you know, let's take this scenario for an example. Okay, you you have your spine in place, you have your style in place, and you also have your mm. soul in place. Now, sometimes the process of you becoming discovered within this vast mm. universe, digital universe which is out there, it becomes really hard and challenging. What strategies do you advise for such individuals who have everything in place? Good product, good service, good talent, everything. But how can these individuals can be discovered?
1: Hmm. The individual or products? Uh, the the or business, or pro. you know, I'm, I'm referring to the business. You know, because, yeah, yeah, okay. Go ahead. It really depends. That's also think about, we have to go, go to the soul part. Okay, uh, What? how are you different? Because if you know how you're different from other people that give you insight uh, to how to stand out, the kind of things, which is the spine, right? The activation, the marketing that you can do to get discovered. But in general, it's it's really, that's what I said, it needs to be that three things work together So to find a creative idea, sometimes it's creative, sometimes maybe not. But um, it has to be the unique idea for you to be discovered. Sometimes um, I have clients is that, oh, speaking as a authority, as a scientist in certain event is her way to get her uh, startup to be discovered. Another company actually is just buying ads to get people to discover them. So each company is different. And that's why I said these three ingredients need to work together. It cannot be just work in silos. Yeah, I don't that's the help.
0: <laughs> wow. I so, I mean, you have everything in place, but you can have different strategic mediums, how you can attract and be discovered uh, in front of your audience. Yeah. And that's completely fair and just. It's perfectly all right to yeah. use either of these methods, you know, as long as your spine, style, and your soul, everything falls in line with what you're doing. Such a lovely yep. answer, Pick. You know, I really, really appreciate uh, what you just said. I want to let the audience know uh, that you know I would be uh, you know opening up the stage for Q and A. Uh, you know, and I'm going to ask another question to Pick. And if you are interested, now is the time. Raise your hand. I will be happy to bring you up, and you can clarify any of your doubts related to the investment gap, how to bridge it, about anything about design. I know Wade, you you had raised your hand before, so if you're Interested and if you have the time available, raise your hand. You would be the first person in queue, you know. So, so, so. Okay. All right. All right. So, my next question is related to uh, the role of technology. Do you think uh, technology can play a very vital role when it comes to becoming a fundamental brand?
1: Ah, depends. (laughs) Actually, a lot of my uh, clients or people that I talk to, they're very technology savvy. because they're scientists, they're developing something new. But it doesn't mean it doesn't mean it will give you advantage. Uh, I think you need to know. You need to know those things. You need to understand it. But sometimes the old way of doing things, let's say, let's say just talk about like getting getting your word out, right? Getting to be known. Sometimes it may be old-fashioned way of just printing flyers or mailer is the way to go, because that fits into your brand so, and also it's less competition there. So I I would say I, I don't as a designer too. I like to consider everything and then see what stand out um, that works. So we always go low tech, high tech. Both, you need to know everything. I think the more you know, the more option you have.
0: (laughs) So, I mean, it's not necessary that, you know, innovation and technology can really help you scale. I mean, it's a good part of it. Maybe it's a good component uh, for helping you to differentiate. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Okay, so, you know, this is interesting, you know you know nobody has <laughs> showed their hands up yet so i think we're going to continue with the interview and i'm going to ask you yes. a few interesting questions also okay now could you share me uh, maybe an example you don't necessarily have to give me an example with a client name or anything somebody whom you have worked with and you were able to mm-hmm. successfully help them get funding or you know help them to attract investment how did that process go what was the outcome and what were the results like
1: Mm, Yeah, I did because um the my method, right? So um style inspired. This method last year I spent most of the time actually with this method I developing a branding program and I have a few beta clients and I helped them kind of see if this method really worked kind of for me is to test right to test my product. And I had two clients actually, one of them um he said we he gone through that with me to understand the soul. And then build out the, the style, the, the spine part. I think he kind of, we also helped them with a little bit. And he said within two months, he was able to uh, get into a, uh, for him and in, in his industry, a, 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 a very good, um, what do you call that, accelerator, startup accelerator. That means he can potentially get funding and get a lot of connections. And also he actually secure funding. And I actually couldn't believe it, but he said yes, because he, he actually knows what he wants for the company, but articulating it is an, another problem. And going through this exercise, right, intentionally answer those questions, help him articulate his vision, and that vision able, it was able to translate when he go pitching to investor and um yeah and and he successfully raised uh the first amount of funding it was it was incredible to hear that
0: <laughs> yeah isn't that lovely you know i'm i'm so glad you were able yeah. to strategically helping with this whole thing okay now yeah. and
1: also actually and also one more thing i want to mention is that he also said that there is intangible um things that uh, because because he's understanding his own brand he he show up much more confidently and I think that also helped with funding he said the confident understanding how he wants to communicate his company to others what he want to say right and even the look the style how he show up give him like a great amount of confidence that it, some people may say this is superficial, but I think this is also very important when you go show up, pitch to investor or even just partners, that kind of confidence is is can break, make or break that the deal. Right. So, yeah. You
0: know. Oh, absolutely. Confidence can definitely make or break that deal. Let's actually take a quick break, you know, because I'm freaking thirsty. Are you thirsty, Pick? You know, because I think you've been speaking a lot. I need to have some beverages go inside my mouth, you know, just to ensure that I feel cool. So I'm going to take a break. I
1: have been secretly (laughs) sipping my tea in there.
0: All right. So people who are listening, just in case if you don't know, this is actually a live podcast I'm actually doing. You know, anything and everything you hear right now, it goes exactly the same way as a part of my recording. So no edits, nothing, no BS. Okay, the raw thing. So I'm going to take a break. I I have a sponsor. I want to give them a shout out. You know, thank you, Carla Howard. Uh, She's an amazing speaker and she has been consistently sponsoring my show. And uh, here is what Carla has to say.
2: Are you a professional speaker who's frustrated because you're not getting paid for the value you deliver? If so, the Get Paid from the Stage program was created for you. During our six weeks together, you will build the framework for your speaker business. You'll create an amazing speaker package that event organizers are going to take notice of. And I will walk you through the sweet spot for pricing and many other things that are going to make you referable so that you can earn the high dollar value that I know you're delivering. Be sure to sign up soon. Our next cohort begins March 2nd and it's limited to no more than 10 people. Send me a note and let me know that you heard about the program from Jason's podcast to get your free one-hour consultation with me at no extra charge. I can't wait to see you get paid from the stage.
0: That's Carla Howard, ladies and gentlemen. She's doing this Get Paid From Stage uh, cohort. It's it's like a masterclass, but something which really helps you to understand how to make money from the speaking game. Uh, so I would highly encourage you to either look at the show notes or the event description, depending upon when exactly you are hearing this. Okay, check it out. Look at the course, reach out to her. Even you can do like a, a consultation just to initially understand if you're like a good fit and then accordingly take a step. So I would highly encourage you to do that. And people who are listening, I want to make another announcement that if, uh, you know, some people don't really understand uh, why podcasting has a lot of upside. One of the major upside of podcasting is network. When you do like a podcast, which has the ability of interviewing a lot of people, you actually build a, a, a nice network of people who brings certain expertise into place. And what happens is that when you have somebody whom you're interacting with and if they require anything, it becomes easier for the podcaster to highlight, oh, you know what? I actually know somebody who's really good at this. Let me refer you to them. So I think podcasting, in a way, is a nice relationship-building method. And I would highly encourage people who have specifically businesses to get into this uh, because it's not really explored to the same scale as you think it has been. Okay, don't look at the money part. Think about what kind of connections you can bring and how it can benefit you in the long run. I make a lot of money through referrals. When I refer people to maybe my guests, I make commission on that. Okay, it helps me to have an additional source of income. I don't necessarily have to rely on clients to make money. Something of those lines. I hope that makes sense, guys. Okay, so big, welcome back. Let's actually get into, uh, you know, some extended interview questions which I have for you. Okay. Now, okay. <laughs> when I actually went through, when I was actually deep diving and researching about you, I actually came across a post. Uh, it's it spoke about I'm three years into business. I'm still struggling. Starting from scratch felt impossible. And and I I remember you mentioned a Chinese saying, which I kind of mm-hmm. tried playing in the beginning. And I know it, I I know it didn't make any justice. The Google Translate really screwed it up. Okay, would you mind saying that Chinese saying in Chinese yeah, first of all and and the English yeah. version and tell me uh, you know why do you like that quote so much?
1: Yeah, I, I say um, I speak Cantonese so you but the but saying hey. So meaning the J, doesn't matter how how precious it is if it didn't get polished, right? Um it it will never become the, the piece of kind of art that people would admire or treasure. So it basically means it doesn't matter you have all this talent. If you don't work hard right, to polish your skills, to show up, to do the things that you need, the, to do the hard work, it will never become kind of get to your full potential. That people will admire, people will know, that kind of things, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, you know, guys, if if you heard the word jade, jade is actually a stone for people who don't recognize this. I think it's used in jewelry quite a lot. I think some people use, use it on recce as well. I'm not really sure, but I think that's a lovely <laughs> coat. Uh, If jade is not cut and polished, it cannot be made into anything, right? So even the most (laughs) beautiful thing which is out there, it all requires that finishing touch, right? You know, it it just needs to be handcrafted in a certain way so that it looks different and unique. So that's, that's really cool. Okay, who has been your biggest influence pick, you know, throughout your entire life, which inspired you to do what you're doing at this moment of time?
1: Oh, maybe corny. Actually, it's my parents. (laughs) I I think um, my is you can. What is the inspiration? Is that they never force me to be something, uh, something that they want me to be. And actually, at one point, I actually asked my mom, I think two, three years ago when I get older, I was, I asked my mom, Well, you know, a lot of parents want the kids to be something like a doctor lawyer whatever why why never you ask me to be a doctor maybe I'll become a doctor <laughs> if you ask me to um and then my mom's like I don't know I don't think we we, we in the family had this potential but the most important thing is to do what you love and be a a um, productive citizen in the society and in a way I was kind of laughing at my mom like oh you don't think I have the potential but in another way I also this is exactly the attitude she always gave me it's like the most important thing is to do what you love and be a productive citizen in this society and I think did actually get me through a lot of hard time cuz mm, in 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 the end of the day I I always feel that I have done my part and my parents are happy with me I think Doesn't matter what, I think even doesn't matter how old I am, I think it feels good to know that I kind of fulfill what my parents want me to do. Um, And yeah, they always be my uh, inspiration. They don't expect much from me and just that one thing. (laughs) And that keeps me going. All
0: right. So this is super cool. I'm so glad that, you know, they never (laughs) force you to become anything, they gave you the opportunity to do whatever you like. I want to actually yeah. hear, uh, you know, some of your backstory. Is that, is that one of the reason why you kept jumping from? I think you were a part. You did. Uh, you know, advertising design from Fashion Institute of Technology, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Then I remember you yeah. went to London School of a College of Communication to learn communication design. And then you did your BFA in communication design uh, from Fashion Institute of Technology and eventually became a graphic designer. So how was this journey like, you know, what made you jump from one place to another, trying different things? And what made you f- finally yeah. boil down to like, OK, I'm going to stick to graphic design. Can you share a little backstory maybe
1: oh backstory i didn't didn't even go further than this actually uh i don't know many people not many people do not know i was an athlete i was in track and field a long jumper a record holder like in the junior girls uh long jumper in in hong kong when i was younger (laughs) and so i was long jumping and then when i finished high school i didn't want to come to the u.s to study And, but then my parents like, why not try it? At least you can improve your English. So I came to the US to uh, study graphic design. And this is a, almost a lot of my friends jealous about it because a lot of parents wouldn't let the kids to study graphic design. You especially spend so much money come to the States. You gotta learn something like a doctor, lawyer, something more reputable why a design but my parents are just go try it and they actually pushed me to come to the U.S. and I it then I like since then I stay in the state not only that I actually become Muslim while in college of course I also went uh study in London and then I married my husband that I met online. <laughs> I moved around the country. Um, I didn't think it was anything special, but I did have friends told me that "Pig, you are a little weird. <laughs> always do do what? some really interesting <laughs> things. I, I'm like, oh, yeah, I never thought that, but and then she, one friend asked me what 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 makes you? dare to do those things that most people wouldn't dare to do. This is a big, this is some big decision in life. And one thing I was like, oh my God, I never thought of it. I, I, then I thought of it. I guess if my answer is, I just follow my truth. Um, if I see the things ahead of me, like I didn't want to come to the U.S. to study, and my mom telling me, well, at least you can experience something new. and learn better English, right? That's something good. And then I was like, okay, that's true. That's in my, in in that time, myself is like, that's my truth. Yeah, I think she was right. And I agree with that. So let's do it. <laughs> and and so I think this kind of, this is the principle that led me to do things that probably people think is very risky and starting my own business, perfecting my business. It just, I asked myself, right? Is this true to me? Does it make sense? If it does, yeah, I'll do it. I really don't care about how people see me, I guess. Yeah. hmm
0: I yeah. never ever felt you're a weirdo pick, okay? I'm just being very okay, honest. Good.
2: I never felt weird either.
0: But... <laughs> I have no idea why would people you. call you as a weirdo, but you know that's crazy. But
1: but even even you do. I think even you do
0: is cool, you know. <laughs> Excuse so me. you know tell right. me tell me like you know so you finished your studies how did you did you did you get it did you find a job what did you do like how did you uh, eventually became a citizen and how did you like you know started yeah. your studio can you give us a little backstory i'm, I'm really interested in knowing what happened what was the Oh, journey okay
1: like? well i came to the us as a uh, student so i got student visa i never wanted to stay in the state and my goal was finish study four years and then went back home. <laughs> but then I met my husband uh during college uh, time. Um so it happens that by the the last year we finished, we decided to get married. So that was always staying this day. Never my plan. <laughs> um and what happened? So okay, I, I stayed in the stay. Um I think I need to wait a couple years to get my green card and by then, I was able to find a job. Um, I I was in New York City, New Jersey area. Then, um, by the time I could work, I was in um, I was in DC. I moved to Washington, DC, and then I started working. Oh no, two years, only one year, I think. Uh, what happened? I used to actually work. I work at my the studio was just one block away not one block actually across the street from the White House I passed by White House every day that's all I remember and I was happy working there but I guess I felt like I can do more and it's just a designer in me I can always do more and I felt like oh the clients is not my choice and so, most of the time they don't have good taste I could do better <laughs> So I accumulated my experience. And I think 2010, and that's when I came and said, so you know what? I will come out and find my own client. Uh, so 2010, I quit my full-time job and start freelancing. But it was painful because I had no business acumen. I didn't know how to market myself, you know, all this. Businessy stuff, no clue. So I, I learn. I read books. I go shoot. I actually don't know how to find clients. It's not. It's not like oh, you do good work, clients will come. No, it's not like that. Um. So I kind of learn, read, listen, uh, like read books. I read a lot of books. I read a lot of books. Uh, testing things out. Uh, networking with people. Uh, I think about three years then, I finally land clients that appreciate my work and also be able to pay me well. And that's when my studio grew. (laughs) But at that time, that's it. I just want to be able to run the business, do what I love, which is design. Honestly, any design work I enjoy. Um, And that's it. So that's when that comes to the next part, right? A few years then, it's like, oh, no, this. Is paying well, but I'm not fulfilled. Why? Or I'm not fulfilled, and that's when I realized actually, branding yourself properly with intention with business is very important.
0: Yeah, what what a lovely journey pick, you know, because it's it's a true example that uh, if you persevere and if you're willing to do the work, it eventually takes uh, to the place which you desire, or at least to the place which is actually right for you. Because if you wouldn't yes. have made those conscious choices, I don't think you would have reached this far, right? I think I think you are at a fabulous no. spot, and I think you have a lovely agency. And I, I've seen the work which you do. I'm totally, totally proud uh, of what you have accomplished so far. So happy for you, Pick. I'm really happy for you. This is super, super. Thank cool. you so much. I appreciate you sharing this journey. Have you? Did you go back? Did you? Did you meet your parents recently? Did you get a chance to uh, reconnect with them? Do you go often?
1: Yeah. uh That's when pandemic threw everything off. I was thinking 2019, 2020, I was planning to go home visit my family and I w- we will take turn one year we go to Hong Kong my, I'm originally from Hong Kong and then another year my parents will come visit but then pandemic just threw off everything but finally last year I visited my my parents and actually my parents are coming to visit me uh this weekend so they're flying in this weekend uh, so hopefully we can take turn next year I will fly to Hong Kong to see them
0: Yeah. That is so lovely. That is so lovely. All right. All right. I think it's about time we should have some fun. You know, so I'm going to have like a nice (laughs) sound effect. You know, let's have some sound effect. All right. Let's have some rapid fire questions for you. Okay. Okay. Don't take too much time. You know, whatever comes into your mind, just say it. Okay. First question. What is the weirdest thing you have ever Googled?
1: <laughs> you said don't spend too much time. I actually spent a lot of time on this. One. <laughs> oh my goodness! I was like, what? Do we the weird things? I don't know. I do a lot of weird things. I don't remember, but actually, recently, uh, uh, my uh, my assistant asked me about. She's also Chinese, but living in Indonesia. So uh, she asked me about Bazi. Bazi is like um, it is a Chinese method of fortune telling using uh four different things using the the year you're born uh the year the month the day and the time you're born and just by having this number they can predict many things and so i was like oh yeah i've heard of this since I was little it's kind of common thing but i had no idea exactly what that was honestly (laughs) (laughs) so i googled it and now i can explain to you what that is (laughs)
0: Okay, tell us. Tell tell us. You know, I'm so that,
1: that's exactly what that is. So that is a fortune telling method. So they call uh, the direct translation means eight characters. So based on these eight elements, you they can predict. Actually, they have calculation. So uh, uh, yeah, they said they have very complicated calculation based on right your your day of birth, the year, year, month, day, and time. They can calculate so if you say okay I am going to open uh, my my shop uh this month what day what time will be the good time to do it and you can go to those fortune teller those Baji uh specialists and they will calculate for you and find you that perfect time perfect day to open your shop or perfect time perfect day to do anything so that's that's what I googled that, and I've uh, been reading it. <laughs>
0: okay okay so and yeah, I, because you said that weird. i'm just wondering so what kind of fortune yes. was said and what are you going to be doing so was there anything you intended on doing with a specific time location anything based out of that fortune which was told i don't the want to change it, I don't, but it. I, I don't believe in it
1: i don't believe in it that's shit. the first thing my friend my <laughs> friend was down so my assistant's like do you believe in this what is this so I search I need to search to understand what that is and then I answer her no I don't believe in this
0: (laughs) okay okay out of peer pressure you Google (laughs) this okay I get what you're trying to say out of peer pressure okay all right okay (laughs) I love Chinese zodiac I think this is the year of the dragon I think I I fall under the I fall under the year of dragon I am a dragon myself I think this is Uh. going to
1: Good. I know somebody's dragon now. My my kids was asking me, "Do you know anybody who's born year of dragon?" I'm uh, like, "Not yeah, that I me, know." Yeah, me, it's
0: me, How about you? What's your Chinese Great. Zodiac pick?
1: I am goat. Year of goat.
0: That is or lovely. Lamb. I have to read about the goat now. Thank you. Thank you so much <laughs> for sharing that. Okay, next question. I don't want to take too much time. Okay. Yes. If you if you go back through your childhood memory, what was one of the favorite? childhood memory of you or something which really stood out or had a positive effect on you?
1: Yeah, I remember I was very carefree and I live in a farm. My parents um, had a pig farm. So they have a lot of land. In Hong Kong, that's rare. Um, and I remember I like to go on those tall grass. In the wintertime, they dry out. I just like to lay on those tall grass. I remember there was a slope and just lay on that, open my leg, open my arm, and just lay there looking at the sky, and my dog just running around me. So that was my favorite childhood memory.
0: <laughs> Did you say it was a pig farm? Pig farm, yes. H- how do you spell it? Pig, P-I-G, pig. Oh, pig farm. Okay, okay. Pig okay. farm, yes, yes. Okay, okay. Yeah. you know, you know, pig. You know, I'm just curious. Who gave you the name pig? Like, does it mean anything? My mom. Ah. Yes, it
1: means something. Uh, actually, the two words "kong pig" that's a uh, two words together. It means two different kinds of precious jade. I think "kong" is, is a green jade, and then "pig" is a white jade, and they all very big. And there's a hole in the center. Usually, it's round, and so it's like, it looks like looks like a donut, basically. And it's very precious. So basically, my my name means I'm very precious
0: <laughs> to my parents. So. <laughs> well, that's such a lovely name. I think your last name was a tongue twister for me initially when I heard. So I was like, Liu, Liu. <laughs> you know, it was challenging. I think it's Liu, right? Liu.
1: Liu.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. So next question, which I have for you. If you could time travel, not to the past. Okay. Let's have a twist. What if if you could time travel to the future? What is the first thing you would try to figure out or do?
1: I want to find out if I'm happy.
0: Wow. Okay. Yep. Okay. That's such mm-hmm. a lovely answer. Okay. So you prioritize yep. happiness over other things.
1: Yes, of course. Why is that? If you're not happy. If you're not happy, what's the point? I think this is the ultimate goal for everybody. Pleasure, happiness, fulfillment, right? And why we have purpose? Because it brings us joy in some way. Um, so, yeah, so I want to see if I'm happy. If I'm not happy with my life, with anything, I want to fix it now, go back.
0: <laughs> I, I think that's such a beautiful answer because I think you require a lot of conscious awareness to reach that point wherein you understand mm-hmm material possessions doesn't actually have any sort of value but as long as you have mental peace and happiness that's the ultimate Mm -hmm. right i came to have this realization just a few months back and trust me it's very Mm. peaceful it is really really peaceful and you enjoy each and every second of it, thank yes. you, Pick. You know, I never realized, you know, you would give me such an answer. So that is super cool. Thank <laughs> you, thank you so much for sharing that. Okay, I have a, one another interesting question which I like to ask. What's that one random act of kindness you did, okay, which turned out to be something which you never expected?
1: Hmm. One time. I was walking, uh, I think I was walking with my daughter when she was still an infant, pushing the stroller, walking in the park, and then there was a man coming towards me and I just smiled at him and nodded my head and just very casually walked by. Um, and then I was hanging out in the park for a little bit because I want to put my daughter to sleep. Uh, and then we met again. I don't know, he intentionally come back to me or just by chance. And then he came to me, he said, you, your smile make my day. And yeah, in, in like I'm a Muslim, so in Islam, I said even a smile is a charity. And I never really... I said it's nice, but I didn't think it would really make an effect on people. But that guy, that man told me that my smile make his day, and it was very unexpected yeah
2: Mm
0: -hmm. absolutely i mean it sounds so profound you know your smile is a charity so so smile Mm -hmm. guys you know so just give it to people smile look at people just smile don't be a weirdo while doing it like don't smile in a creepy way but you know in a just loving (laughs) way i think that's super cool All right, all right. Okay, so I think we would be reaching like towards the end of our session. I want to actually give you the opportunity to promote some of the things which you're doing. It could be speaking engagements or a service which you offer. I think people can reach out to you at designangel.la. That's a website. If you don't have a pen and paper with you, that's okay. It should be under the comments or the show notes. You should be able to find it very easily and all other Instagram and other handles and even LinkedIn profiles as well. So tell us what... What would you like to promote today
1: oh well as i said i have that method right um so style spine if you want to learn more and really build your own fundable brand i actually i my, my program my branding program is still free it might not be free for long so if you're really struggling you also or just want to learn see how it can apply to your company um apply it. And um, most of the time, I think if your female founder or your target audience is uh, focused on helping women, you probably will get accepted and, and and join the community too. Although the community is small, but I think it, it's great to have like-minded people together, work hard together, right? share the pain, share challenge and wins together. So um, apply for that program will be great. It how should I to like share the link or
0: something? I don't know. Absolutely. You can share me the link. I'll have it on the notes. I, I, I If you okay. go to designangel.la, I think, guys, you should be able to find it. Yes. Be, there is called you... build a Fundable
1: Brand. Yeah. yeah build build a, a Fundable, fundable brand. 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 Yes.
0: It's a free course. Yes. I, I think if you put in your details, you should be able to download it, watch all those stuff. And I think it's high yes. quality, guys. I have actually gone through it. I think it's super cool. Well written. Uh, well-articulated. It looks stunning and I think it's super cool. I think you guys should really try it out. You are one of those few agencies who actually offer uh, like a membership plan for business owners. Would mm-hmm. you mind speaking on to that?
1: Oh, a membership plan. Oh, okay. So yeah, instead of project base or hourly base, right, we do membership, meaning, okay, you subscribe, you want to work with us this month, and uh, we will help help you do anything. So unlimited projects, I and turnarounds usually two to three days. What clients like about this is that they don't always need to have like a a spec scope, I clearly stated what is done, what 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 do they need, what do they not need, because very often project change, timeline change, and sometimes clients just don't know exactly what they need to prepare for it. So with this planning, our client's happy is that, okay. We will figure it out together, and they can change anytime. It doesn't change the budget because it's just this month. We are going to help you with everything, and the two three days like turnaround is basically give, giving them update. Uh, a lot of clients like that. They constantly have that update. They so you know what what they are they they getting into, right? Uh, what are we doing? So yeah, it is something kind of new when we started last year, but it seems like clients like it. So we'll see what happens. I
0: I don't think a lot of designers are actually offering this. You're among a few who I know who is offering this. So (laughs) this is super cool because a lot of businesses require graphic related work or motion design or brochures, print collaterals. Uh, pitch text infographics yep. packaging design social media design anything yep. of that nature i think these are nice affordable options i think it starts with five thousand dollars a month mm-hmm. and it can uh you know i i think if you do like an annual package i think is slightly lesser per month so you should be able to yep. find this under the services section uh of Pix website i think it's super cool do you offer logos and identities as a part of the membership package or will it be separate
1: yes we do that too oh uh, that's that's like an strategy. awesome deal come on
0: you know five thousand bucks for an identity yes. that's cheap
1: well the, yes it is very cheap so things might change that's why <laughs>
0: <laughs> things <laughs> might change
1: but we're playing it out and we are testing things out see if it worked for clients or work for us but so far it has been good i i think the kind of clients that come in fits in this model which is good um of course um I think I'm always constantly changing,
0: <laughs> improving <laughs>
1: things, trying new stuff. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> all, right, all right. Before we wrap up and I, I have announcements to make before we wrap up our show, <laughs> uh, if you could leave my listeners with one thing they can take away from this whole conversation, what would that be?
1: Mm, find your community. Like Jason, sounds like you have a beautiful community here. And I think it's very important because I think it was my community Help me pivot my business, help me change my mindset and challenge myself to do the, the hard thing that I need to do to build my business. So, like, find the tribe or the community that really believes in you. Um, that's the one thing. Like this one, see if this is your community. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. A lot of new people here. So I just want to thank you for being yeah. a part of this community. We just started today. And I know a lot of other people as well who are very regular uh, to my show. Mm-hmm. I deeply, deeply thank them a lot. Uh, thank you so much for making this so cool and awesome Pick. I had a fantastic yeah. conversation with you. I learned quite a lot. <laughs> and, and I think this Mike. was such an amazing experience. I want to. I so go ahead, go ahead, pick. I'm so sorry. Go
1: ahead. Oh no, no, I'm just so ga- glad it is fun. Uh, You're so organized. You make it so easy, uh, so enjoyable. So thank you, thank, thank you for you. having me
0: absolutely and i appreciate you know you you uh, you know being such a a lively individual to talk to uh, you would mm-hmm. not believe guys we were actually playing songs and we were listening to songs together before the show started that was our sound check so pick is really cool and <laughs> a nice person to Uh, gel around with. I want to actually give you a heads up on next week's show Uh, I think it's going to be episode 6 so I do my seasons uh, every season has around 24 episodes and maybe a few bonus episodes to it. Uh, A collection of around 24 to 30 episodes at a stretch. I do it for like 6 to 7 months. After that I take around 2 to 3 months as a break uh, just to chill because it's a lot of constant work which you have to do every week back to back. You actually get tired. I want wanted to actually continue doing it just to build the momentum but trust me it's an exhaustive process so i decided Mm -hmm. that i'm going to continue be at peace be happy chill and relax uh, because that really helps you to uh, get back to your senses and do something even better okay and a break time also helps you to improve your knowledge right it helps you to navigate new things find new trends uh, you know increase your knowledge learn some new kind of skill set take up a course stuff like that so episode 6 is going to be about navigating uh, the challenges of first time entrepreneurship with Rose Alchemy it's going to be it's scheduled on Feb 7th uh, 3pm Eastern Standard Time I know you would have challenges uh, finding a pen and paper or figuring out where the event is. Uh, On my LinkedIn profile, if you look at the featured section or the event section, you should be able to find it. I think after 10 or 15 minutes, I would be able to add this link uh, to the show comments on on the same event page, which you are at this moment of time, uh, just to make things easy for you folks. Uh, So do take advantage of it. Do listen in to those episodes. I do it every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I also have a very exclusive guest on Valentine's Day. His name is Matt Abrahams. Okay, not a girl, but you know, it's Matt Abrahams, the one and only communication uh, expert. He's an educator, an author. He has also has one of uh, you know the top podcasts uh, and he's also a lecturer uh, in organizational behavior from Stanford University Graduate School of Business. He teaches about strategic communication. This is a very exclusive show, uh, and I'm so glad that he accepted my request. So Feb 14, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, I think I have created the event. It's it's also mentioned under the featured section. Uh, do listen in do take advantage of it uh, i think you can learn a lot uh, a lot from these individuals whom i'm interviewing i'm learning a lot myself uh, there's infinite amount of knowledge out there you just need to look around and i think you should be able to find it on that note uh, i wanted to say thank you pick for making this such a cool experience
1: no thank you for having me
0: take care of yourself pick and thank you so much guys for tuning in and listening uh, to the entire show if you're not following my podcast I think you should be able to find it under the comments Uh, please follow me on Spotify or Apple give it a, a review if you enjoyed listening to it I sincerely appreciate your love and support take care bye